Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 20. We have three major stories to get to, all coming from the week of May 1st. Here are the headlines. More trans issues in schools, racially segregated high school classes, and another children's hospital is training public school teachers to help their young students transition genders. Story number one, public school teachers in Philadelphia receive training on how to help their elementary school students transition genders. Something similar happened in Chicago last year. Teachers at the Pensbury and Council Rock School Districts in Pennsylvania received this training from an employee at the Gender and Sexuality Development Program at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The goal of this teacher training was for teachers to advise and support students as young as kindergarten on how to change their gender to advise and support five-year-olds. During a recent training, the clinic used the gender unicorn, which was used in my teacher training in Chicago Public Schools, which I also discuss in my book. According to this gender unicorn, which is designed specifically for the youngest students, four or five years old, it teaches that, quote, while biological sex comes from genitalia, gender identity comes from the head, end quote. And that gender exploration is, quote, normal and valid, exploring different genders. The training advises teachers to say to their students, quote, it is not okay to tell someone they aren't who they say they are. For example, since Sam knows herself best, Sam is just a made-up student, but if Sam knows herself best, if Sam says she is a girl, then that's true. Let's show kindness and respect by not questioning Sam, end quote. That's the language that the teachers are supposed to use with students. So this hospital pushes sex change operations on minors, sends staff into school to train teachers, and the teachers then follow orders. And through the gender confusion, they push students toward the gender clinic. And then the gender clinic performs more sex change operations. Round and round we go. It's quite the moneymaker. So this hospital provides puberty blockers to children as young as eight years old and is also known for referring 14-year-olds to have sex change surgeries. So they're willing to mutilate children. And not only that, but they're trying to get your children. And guess who funded this teacher training? The public school district, which means taxpayers funded it. And because Obama's Affordable Care Act includes transgender individuals as a protected class, their drugs and surgeries are included in this. So parents, you're paying for the whole thing start to finish. You're paying for the school system, who then gives your money to the gender clinic, who then trains teachers to push your children back to the gender clinic, who then provides drugs and surgeries to your children both of which are quote-unquote free healthcare, a.k.a. you pay for it. 
Between the years 2018 and 2021, the Pennsylvania Department of Human Services, DHS, gave the gender clinic over $176,000, again, taxpayer dollars, to create a training program called, quote, the Transgender Therapy Training Workshop, end quote. This training taught that a student's transgender status was confidential and that parents should not know about it unless the child gave permission. So parents are paying to be lied to, to be kept in the dark, all while the state brainwashes their children and confuses them to the point of taking puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and getting double mastectomies by the age of 14. It sounds so bad that it's hard to believe, right? I must have made a mistake somewhere. I must be missing details. This can't be how the system works. I think this stuff all the time, but I encourage everyone to read up and learn for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. If what I'm saying causes you to look into things more and maybe question things a little more, I consider that a good thing. So it's a sick cycle and it's an evil system that we're dealing with. But again, as I mentioned, as often as possible, parents, you need to know about these teacher trainings and these special programs that are pushing their ideologies into schools, particularly gender ideology. And this is one way that you can just protect your kids. Story number two, a high school in Evanston, Illinois, which is on the north side of Chicago, where Northwestern University is, was recently accused of offering racially segregated classes. For example, one screenshot of the pre-calculus course description, which was posted on the school's website, it stated, quote, the course is restricted to students who identify as black male students. So they discriminated based on both race and sex. The school denied ever having such a process, despite what their actual website stated. The school then said that they changed the phrasing of their course descriptions to say that the courses are, quote, open to all students. But this optional section of the course is intended for students who identify as black or Latinx, end quote. So if they never had such a discriminatory process, then why would they have to change the course descriptions? Why were the courses originally described as, quote, restricted to students who identify as black or Latinx, end quote? If nothing was wrong with that, why did they make the change? Either way, the phrasing is used on a handful of math courses at this high school. So what, what does it even mean to have a course intended for black or Latinx students? How is it different from the other courses? I wonder, what exactly is the school's opinion of their black and quote-unquote Latinx students? What is their opinion of their white students? This type of racial segregation has been happening around the country for a few years now, and it's in line with the racist teaching of intersectionality and critical race theory. I've talked about this before and in my book, but the idea is that white people are privileged and oppressive and that white people use systems and tactics of abuse to abuse and oppress black and brown people. This is not my interpretation. This is literally what the ideologies teach. Offering courses like this that are based on race is wokeness. It's virtue signaling. The school district, which is 66% white and 16% black, 
a good representation of the national demographics, the school district is agreeing with intersectionality and critical race theory, with systemic racism, white privilege ideology. They think they're helping, but what they're really doing is telling their white students that they have an unfair advantage simply because they're white. That's racist. The school is also telling its black and Latino students that they need special help to keep up with the white kids because they can't do it on their own. Why not? Well, because of the color of their skin. It's holding them back. This is wrong. This is racist. This cripples kids, regardless of their skin color, because you can't win either way. You're either the bad guy or you're the, you're the victim. Plus, it pits students against each other. It turns them into enemies. It teaches them to judge each other based on the color of their skin. These racially segregated classes are actually creating racism. The concept alone, by definition, is racist. So the school might think they're solving some problem, but they're actually making it worse. It's also kind of interesting that the Evanston School Board is made up of seven women and one student representative who is also female. So eight women, no men. I don't know what that means. I'm not implying anything, but I just think it's interesting to note. Story number three, the next three stories all relate to gender ideology and trans students using bathrooms and locker rooms. Since they're all similar, I'll try to combine them into one big headline. First, just a quick reminder for everyone, the Latin word for gender is genus, and it's directly tied to biological sex and sexual reproduction. In fact, gender is a synonym for biological sex. They mean the same thing. The concept of transgenderism was made up by perverts and sexual deviants. If you think I'm wrong, look up Alfred Kinsey and John Money or listen to episode 14 of this podcast. All right. First off, in a Wisconsin high school, an 18-year-old biological male, a senior, showered in the girls' locker room and exposed himself to a group of 14-year-old freshman girls. The boy apparently is in the process of transitioning genders and considers himself to be a girl, despite the very obvious fact that he has a penis. The school said the story is inaccurate and they haven't taken a clear stance one way or another on the issue. So for the time being, the 18-year-old male, legal adult, can expose himself to 14-year-old girls who are minors in school. Next story in Arizona, the school board at the Peoria Unified School District voted on whether or not trans students can use bathrooms based on their gender identity and not their biological sex. Well, the school board voted three to two in favor of biological boys being allowed to use the same facilities as biological girls and vice versa. One school board member named Rebecca Hill decided to resign after the vote. She stated, quote, it saddens me. It really breaks my heart. I think our district is going down a very dark road morally. I think it's just wrong. I would advise parents to use their vouchers elsewhere. I don't endorse the school district anymore, end quote. And she continued, quote, I would advise parents to take the ability at this time to use vouchers, which have been given to them and use them in private schools 
online homeschool your kids. Choose the curriculum. Choose what happens with their livelihoods and what happens with them in the future. Public education isn't going in the right direction. God is not blessing this district, end quote. So a few thoughts I have. One, I agree with this woman. Get your kids out of schools like this. Two, if for whatever reason you can't homeschool and your state has vouchers, use them for a private school. It's the lesser of two evils. However, I do not believe vouchers or education savings accounts or school choice are a good idea for homeschoolers because it invites the government to have oversight on what you're teaching your kids at home. Strings are always attached to the money. The shekels with shackles. So you'd, in essence, be welcoming the very same state authorities that oversee the public schools right now. You'd be inviting them into your living room. And you don't want that. The next story comes from Middleborough, Massachusetts. A 12-year-old boy was kicked out of school for wearing a t-shirt that said, quote, there are only two genders, end quote. The boy was told he cannot return to class until he changed his shirt. And when the boy asked why, his teacher said, because the shirt was, quote, targeting a protected class, end quote, and was making some students feel unsafe. And when the boy refused, the school called his dad to come pick him up from school. So there again is that word safe, unsafe, always, always referring to you know, the transgender issue, safe, unsafe. I just want to point out that this boy wore a t-shirt that, that teachers did not like in the school called home to parents over a t-shirt. But when a child changes their name, their identity, their gender, maybe showers in the other locker room, goes to the bathroom with the other gender, parents don't get a phone call about that. But a t-shirt, yeah, we got to call the parents. In fact, many schools have written policies called parental secrecy policies that would forbid teachers to notify parents about any trans issues. But a t-shirt, that's where this, this public school at least, is drawing the line in the sand. How ridiculous. And hey, I was a teacher. I totally acknowledge the fact that kids can wear inappropriate stuff to school. And if they refuse to change, I'm not against sending them home. There should be public decency in school. But the ridiculous thing here is that trans students are protected to the max while everyone else is tossed aside. So this boy who was kicked out of school actually spoke at the next school board meeting. You may have seen the video online saying, quote, who is this protected class and are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school because others have a right to their beliefs, just as I do, end quote. When the boy was told that his shirt was a disruption to learning, he replied, quote, I experience disruptions to my learning every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption and nothing is done. Why are the rules applied to one, but not the other? End quote. Lots of common sense coming from this 12 year old. And if saying, quote, there are only two genders, end quote, if that's offensive, I wonder what the school's science curriculum or biology curriculum is teaching these kids about gender and biological sex. What if a kid wears a shirt that says two plus two equals four? Will they be kicked out for being a racist because math is racist all of a sudden? So it sounds like this school is teaching gender theory and that gender is on a spectrum, gender is fluid, and there are more than two genders. So this story is just another warning for teachers and families out there who are not on board with this gender confusion. So many school systems have completely 
thrown in their lot on this false teaching. And if you haven't experienced it yet, I believe you will very soon. I wasn't prepared for when it was forced on me as a teacher in the Chicago public schools. And if that time comes for you, how will you respond? You know, I also found it interesting that this week, Elon Musk mentioned how public schools are causing what he calls the quote unquote woke mind virus. He stated, quote, the amount of indoctrination that's happening in schools and universities is, I think, far beyond what parents realize. And I only sort of came to realize this somewhat late. The experience that we had in high school and in college is not the experience that kids today are having and hasn't been for, I don't know, 10 years, maybe 20. He went on to say, quote, I think the parents are just generally not aware of what their kids are being taught or what they're not being taught, end quote. So while I do not look to Elon Musk for my moral guidance, I do think it's encouraging to see such a prominent public figure, one of the most impactful people in the world, recognize the fact that schools have been indoctrinating kids for decades and that parents generally are unaware. I happen to agree. And I don't mean to insult parents. It's not an insult to parents. I know a lot of great parents, of course, family, friends, and they have their kids in public schools and they're all doing a great job. But I also have family and friends who are admittedly unaware of what's going on and they have a lot of questions. That's why I wrote my book. It's why I do this podcast. People are still shocked when I tell them about gender ideology and critical race theory being pushed in schools. So again, that's why I wrote my book, Conflicted, pulling back the curtain on public education. I wanted to sound an alarm to teachers and parents about the prevalence and the significance of the political ideologies that are being taught in schools today. Check it out on Amazon and masterbooks.com backslash conflicted. All right, I'm going to finish with a few fast facts. These are stories I wanted to cover a little more in depth, but they would have taken too long. First of all, former California PE teacher Jessica Tapia has filed a lawsuit against her former school district in California. Jessica was fired this January after refusing to hide her students' gender transitions from their parents, stating that as a Christian, she could not and would not lie to parents. Next, the nation's report card released data for the first time since the COVID school closures and revealed that only 13% of eighth graders were proficient in U.S. history. This is an all-time low. Proficient means that students could explain major themes, time periods, events, people, ideas, and turning points in the nation's history. Only 1% of students who took the test were rated as advanced in U.S. history. Finally, this week, the Florida legislature passed a bill that would make the CLT, the classic learning test, an alternate test to the SAT and ACT for admission to public universities in that state. The CLT isn't concerned about gender theory, critical race theory, sexuality, racism. Instead, it focuses on the ancient Greeks, the classics, the Western canon. I'm a big fan of the CLT, a big fan of classic learning and classic education. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye.